Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. I want to talk about Kylie Ann Stewart. She's a 10-year-old little girl and she's been waiting for fairly crucial surgery on her back, on her spine since 2018. Her parents are concerned you know, about what's going to happen if she doesn't get this fairly soon. Kylie Ann's mum, Catherine, is with me here on Lunchtime Live today. Catherine, just tell us about Kylie Ann's situation, first of all. Um, well, when Kylie Ann was quite young, we were told that she would need a caifectomy at some stage. And in 2018, November 2018, we were told that, yeah, she requires it now. So at that stage, um, we were put on a waiting list. And then, uh, so the years passed, COVID came, and then we finally got uh, a date for August 2022 for planned surgery. And at this stage, Kellyanne's curve is quite noticeable, like she has quite a large lump at the back of her spine. And um, over the past few years, like you could see it getting bigger and bigger. And we were delighted when we got her date for August 2022, but it was short-lived. It was cancelled. And then, Why, Catherine? In August, well, at that stage, we were told um, it was due to not having enough ICU nurses, shortage of beds, just the same story, kind of all the time. And then we were given a new date for October 22, and same thing happened again. We were just wound up. Oh, we were to go to surgery on the Friday. Got a phone call on the Monday morning to say, "Oh, it's not happening again." So, um, and since then, then there's been a whole. There's been no real planned uh, surgeries because of all been going on. Um, we've now been changed from Temple Street to Crumlin, and we have a new surgeon. And um, we met him in September uh, 23. And he looked at Kellyanne's latest uh, x-ray that was on file, which was February 23. And um, nothing seemed alarming to him, him at, at that stage. He viewed it, looked at Kellyanne, talked about everything, and says, we'll be in touch with you. Then... Um, we've heard nothing from himself until I tried to make contact. Um, then a few weeks ago, I noticed my daughter had like what I would describe as uh, a spongy circle on the, the bottom of her spine. And I knew there was something going on. It just didn't look right to me and it was quite red. So at that stage, uh, myself and my husband were both trying to get in contact with Crumlin uh, just to, to get her reviewed because I knew there was something not right. So um, we eventually uh, ended up going back to Temple Street just for some some assistance and somebody that knew her. We spoke to her spinal bucket nurse there and she got um, in contact and then we eventually got an appointment to see the surgeon again and he arranged a fresh x-ray. And they say we were shocked at how big a change there was in within a short space of time. 
What was that change, Catherine? <laughs> she's went from 102 to 138. And this the, is the this degree... what I'm appealing to other parents. If they, if they feel that their child needs an up-to-date scan to push for it. It's very, very, very important to get that a point across to other parents. Like, if I had just ignored what I've seen, where would we be? My daughter needs surgery today, like, and, like, I still have no date, even though they're telling me New Year. I still, still don't know exactly when. It's heartbreaking. And, like, he, he, we asked the surgeon that day, how much more have we to work with? He says he, do, he wouldn't even want another 10 degrees. He says, but he basically told us the last day because Kellyanne's curve so big now that her surgery will have to be done in two, two halves. So the plan would be that Kelly would go into hospital and they would take her to surgery and do half the procedure, keep her in hospital for two full weeks and take her back to do the second half. But if she had got her surgery back in 2022, we, we wouldn't be facing this, what we're facing today. God love you, Catherine. It's incredibly stressful for you and, and your husband, I'm sure. It's just heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking for for the child, for us, the family, to watch every day just getting bigger and knowing that she, she's now complaining of uh, shoulder arm pain when she's writing at school. She's finding it very, very difficult. Even sitting in her wheelchair, like I can actually see where the track of her bones is pushing into the back of her seat. It has an indent on her, her cushion. Like when you lift her out of it, you can see it. Like So it shows you how sharp her spine is. It's pushing in and leaving an indent mark in her wheelchair. Like. God love her. And she's gone it's in that period of time, Catherine, from 102 to 138. One hundred and thirty-eight, and that's just from February until our recent scan there at in November. And like, there's probably parents sitting at home, like ourselves, just thinking everything's okay, it's okay, it's okay. We're going to get a date, and like they don't realise how a week growth spurt can make such a change. And this is the, the the curvature in her spine, and and obviously for you and your husband, Catherine, I'm sure just even visibly, like it it is be it has yeah. become more visible now, has it? It has become more visible, so it has, yeah. And God love her, Catherine, is she in a lot of pain? She complains a lot now, especially I've noticed since she went back to school um, because suppose when Kelly's at home, she doesn't spend a lot of time in her wheelchair. From a very young age, we tried to encourage that she be quite uh, mobile around the floor herself, so she would bum shuffle a lot around the house. Like, so... um, She's in the chair a lot more when she's obviously at school and writing seems to be a big, big thing that just causes a lot of pain now. She'll complain a lot more now when she's back at school these months. I'm sure heading into the Christmas this, you know, all you're you're looking for, Catherine, at this stage now is a date. Yes. That's all, so all we want as a family is a date to know where we're going and we don't want to be pushed into February. We don't want to be pushed into March. We want we want to be given a date and to get to that date. But I, I've been let down so many times that even when I'm given a date, I, I guess I don't trust it until we're wheeling her into the theatre. Like, you know, 
because we've been here so many times. And like I feel for the surgeons too, because at the end of the day, their jobs have just been made 10 times harder than they should be. I know it's something you don't, you, you don't want to think about, Catherine, but what happens if Kylie Ann doesn't get this surgery fairly soon? I just, I don't even want to think about that there. I know. I said that to my husband too. I just try to block all of that out. Like, it's just, at this stage, she needs it. And I, these people with making decisions need to listen to people like us. They walked in our shoes one day of our life. They would make it a priority that our children are seen and treated like they should be. Animals are treated far better than our children. God love you, Catherine. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Oh. I know, I get so emotional just talking about it. Oh, sure, of course, sure. It's hard not to, you know, to, to get emotional even even listening yeah. to you tell your story today. Sure, it's, it's hard. No, but I, I just home. think if I can help one other parent out there too, like because I know there's plenty of children that was transferred from, from Temple Street to Crumlin this year and I, I can guarantee you that every one of them is in the same situation as we were, didn't have a fresh x-ray when they met their new surgeon. I'm telling every one of those parents today they should be ringing up and demanding they get their child x-rayed again because I don't want somebody being left too late. Catherine, stay with me for a moment because I've got Amanda's on the line now as well. Amanda's from um, the, the Spina Bifida Pediatric Advocacy Group. Amanda, it's sure it's heartbreaking listening to to Catherine talk about Kylie Ann's situation. Like, what can be done? Because only on the show here a couple of months ago, we were we were talking about the review that was being carried out after the um, the HSC, you know, launched the external review of orthopedic surgeries at, at Temple Street following the, uh, the the nine nineteen incidents there. So, like, is that what's causing the delay now? No. So just first of all, to clarify, my heart actually absolutely breaks for mm-hmm. Catherine and Johnny and their entire family because I know exactly how it feels to be in that condition. Um, in 2016, my son became inoperable for scoliosis. He has the same condition as Kylie Ann. Uh, so this is not a new situation. And just to clarify, they are aware. They're too, everyone is aware of the delays and what these children have been put through. Um, the National Children's Hospital Group, the board, I have met them. We have told them what they've been done. The Minister for Health, the Taoiseach, the board of management within CHI, the executive management within CHI is fully aware of what is happening to these children and what has been allowed to happen to these children, first and foremost. And that is not acceptable. This is not a new problem. Kylie Ann is waiting for surgery five years. And I'd love to say it's an isolated incident, but it's not. This is five years of mismanagement, five years of lack of governance. And now, and they're in this external review that they're currently conducting doesn't include children like Kylie Ann. It only includes the 19 cases that were highlighted to have failures in them. It's not looking at the hundreds of other children or the hundreds of other families who have suffered at the hands of CHI and the fact that they have been mismanaging not only the care of these children, 
but also, and not the doctors, we're talking about no. management. No, not Anna, only the I, care I, of I, 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 know, I know the review relates to the surgeries that have been carried out, but, but is there an, it's, it's not that there's a knock-on effect because of that, that that's now leading to the likes of Catherine and, and Kylie-Anne not getting another date. Well, no, there would be a knock-on effect to that. Okay, so there is taken, part, right. They've now taken the children, that like they're not performing complex spinal procedures on children in, uh, in Temple Street. So they're only performing them in Crumlin. So now you're talking about removing this very complex cohort of children from CHI Temple Street to CHI Crumlin to another surgeon. to another. So you're adding these children onto surgeons already busy waiting list. But this is our problem and this is the reason that we are calling, we're still consistently and continuously calling for an external review that has legislative power to bring around real change for these children. But also we're calling for a task force. CHI have proven with their mis- with their lack of action and their inability to manage this situation properly over an extended period of time that we need an external task force to come in, manage these waiting lists, but also to manage the vast resources that they have been given. If people remember correctly, in 2021, we ran the Posh Pain campaign that secured €19 million Euro in extra funding directly for these children. That has been mismanaged by CHI and children like, like Kylie Ann are still suffering and still waiting. They have 10 degrees left before that child becomes inoperable. And Catherine and Johnny have to sit and watch their child like I have to sit and watch mine. That's not acceptable anymore. It's 2023. We spend more per head on healthcare than any other state in Europe. And this is what we're allowing our disabled children to face in life. What can be done, Amanda? We need an external task force, but... But will that, and I'm not, I'm not in any way tr- 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 trying to pour cold water on, on that suggestion, but I mean, I'm just, in, in listening to Catherine's story today, will that external task force actually expedite Catherine's but situation? Needs, but you see, this is what needs to happen. So there needs to be, there needs to be, like these children are not being, these have been put on generic waiting lists. They're not being put on, like, they're not being seen regularly enough to be clinically indicated as emergent. That, this is what happened because surgeons are not, don't have the resources to get to all the patients that are on their waiting list. So what needs to happen is an external task force needs to come in, needs to be managing these wait lists, and needs to have no other job other than managing this wait list and managing the resources and finding the space, be it in the public or private system, to treat these children. We have a small cohort of children who can travel abroad. Send them. Send those children. Save them from, from this pain and anguish and suffering. Save their families from this. So that's that small... Is that is, is is that Catherine? That's like is is that really the option now for you? Is that you'd you'd get to go abroad to get the surgery? Kylie Ann's gone too complex to go abroad now. Yeah, she has a other need. So going abroad isn't an option, Catherine. For it you, it isn't really an option for us. No. no. So you need a phone call. You need a phone call from Crumlin. Are you there? You can hear me, Catherine. Yeah, here. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. You, you you need a phone call from Crumlin Hospital today to say we need Kylie-Anne up for an examination for an appointment and the date for the surgery is X in yeah. January is that, is that really bottom line is I, I need a date I've uh, waited five years and I think that's the least I can have after such a long wait a date and if Children's Hospital Ireland and the HSE and Department of Health and Stephen Donnelly, the Health Minister, and 
and Anne Rabbit, the the Minister for 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 um, people with disabilities. If any of them are listening here to us today at lunchtime live, what do you say to them, Catherine? I would say, how would you feel if it was your child, your grandchild, your daughter, you or me? How would you feel today? I'm sure you wouldn't want it for any of your family members, what I've been put through, what Amanda's been put through, and the rest of our group that's been put through. We could write books. And every parent that has a disabled child has went through something at some stage that's not right. I know it's very difficult, Catherine, for you to share your story with us here today, but I, I, I do really appreciate it and I, I really feel for you listening to you today and I, I, hope you get, I hope you get some phone call on a date soon. Thank you very much. I know it's cold comfort to say enjoy Christmas because I'm, I'm sure it's probably the last thing in your mind at the moment, but yeah. make the most of it anyway. I just want to say one thing before we go. Yeah. Amanda and Una... Thank them very much for all the help and the support they give all all the families because we really, really do appreciate something we have no one else to turn to, only those two. And they're always there and they've always got our back. And we thank you from the bottom of our heart for fighting for our children because without them, we'd have nobody. Absolutely, and, and 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 thank you to Amanda as well for getting in touch with us and, and joining us as well today in the programme. Catherine, take care. And Amanda okay. from the Spina Bifida Paediatric Advocacy Group. Amanda, thank you as well for joining us on Lunchtime. No problem, thank you. Nuna has got in touch here on WhatsApp and, you know, just it's utterly heartbreaking listening to Catherine on the show describing her daughter's deteriorating medical condition. The government has given millions to the tiny number of people who race greyhounds in the country, all while the children continue to suffer because there aren't enough ICU nurses to allow kids to have surgery. Disgraceful, says Nula. I have an email from a listener um, just devastated listening to Catherine today talking about the delays to her daughter's surgery. Is the EU cross-border directive where patients can have treatment abroad, is that an option? Well, Catherine just mentioned it's uh, it's not unfortunately just because of Kylie Ann's deteriorating situation and and other uh, medical needs that she has too. Uh, This texter, just Catherine, such a powerful advocate, you know, put forward the arguments extremely well that mind boggles that we spend money, um, so much money in the healthcare system and yet we still have these issues. Look, the email is lunchtimelive at newstalk.com if you want to get in touch about this. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.